Welcome back to another episode of Podsdale. I'm your host, Holly Walter from the Office of Communication, and our episode topic is one on the minds of many lately, a first ever water shortage on the Colorado River. The recent declaration of a shortage by the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation has been anticipated and was triggered by Lake Mead's decline, which stores water used by Arizona as well as Nevada, California, and Mexico. This first shortage declaration shows how severe the drought has become and how climate change is having serious effects on the river, which provides water for about 40 million people. So how has Scottsdale prepared and what should we expect in 2022? Here to talk to us today about it will be Scottsdale's water policy manager, Gretchen Baumgartner. But first, I'll turn it over to Stephanie Harada for this episode's Fast Five. Hi, I'm Public Affairs Specialist Stephanie Harada with five fast things happening around the city you need to know. We start this week off at number five with a stop at McCormick-Stillman Railroad Park. Tickets are on sale now for the Railroad Park's Halloween Spook Tracula. Pop in for a spell as the Paradise and Pacific Railroad transform into a haunted park packed full of spooky, family-friendly fun. The event starts on October 8th and runs through the 31st. Tickets are on sale now for $15 per person. To find out more, visit therailroadpark.com and click on Park Events. Scottsdale Public Art is in our number four spot. With the $27.3 million Scottsdale Civic Center renovation expected to begin in October, Scottsdale Public Art has begun moving 10 sculptures from the area. But not to fear, each one is being well looked after. While some of the works will be finding new homes in different city-owned locations, most of the art will be stored at a secure city facility and returned to the Civic Center at the completion of the renovations. Want to find out more about this exciting project? Visit scottsdaleaz.gov and search Civic Center Improvements. Trash and recycling take our number three spot. Come November 1st, trash and recycle collection days will change for most residents. This change will allow solid waste to balance the size of and improve the efficiency of collection routes, which have not been updated in more than 20 years. What does that mean for Scottsdale residents? Operating more efficiently will provide more consistent service, preserve the longevity of our collection vehicles, and not overload our processing center. For more information on this change, visit scottsdaleaz.gov and search New Collection Day. At number two, Scottsdale Public Library's Library Card Campaign. Do you have a Scottsdale Library Card? If not, then now is the perfect time to sign up. Now through November 30th, the library is aiming for 2,000 new library card signups. Not only do these cards allow you to enjoy the full benefits of our awesome library system, each card also helps the library receive more funding from the Arizona State Library. There will be fun surprises along the way for all cardholders, so be sure to visit scottsdalelibrary.org and sign up for a free library card today. And finally, the award for Traveler's Choice and our number one spot goes to... Old Town Scottsdale. TripAdvisor's Traveler's Choice Award celebrates attractions that consistently deliver fantastic experience to travelers. Awardees are in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. This year, Old Town Scottsdale rose above the competition based on positive reviews and ratings over the last year. Hundreds of millions of travelers use TripAdvisor each month to browse millions of reviews and opinions about destinations all over the world. Congratulations, Old Town, for coming out on top. And that's our Fast Five for this episode of Podsdale. Got something for a future Fast Five? Let us know by emailing communications at scottsdaleaz.gov. I'll turn it back over to you. Holly? Thanks, Stephanie. 
I'll also announce last episode's trivia question winner, Lieutenant Christopher Watson. I had the opportunity to meet Officer Devin Lyons and Crisis K-9 Rocket in our last episode and asked what Rocket likes to do when he's not working. Rocket's favorite activities include napping, getting Officer Lyons to be productive at home by bringing him dish towels and shoes, and giving his stuffed animals a little extra love. Lieutenant Watson, a gift is coming your way. You can be a Podstale trivia winner, too. Just listen for the question at the end of the episode and email your answer to communications at scottsdaleaz.gov. Okay, well, I'm here today with Gretchen Baumgardner. She is our water policy manager for Scottsdale Water. Hi, Gretchen. Thank you for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me. Let's start off with, uh, you've been with the city, you said a little over a year we were talking earlier. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Okay, so uh, you joined us in the height of uh, COVID. How's that been so far? Yeah, basically right when COVID happened, I started. So it's all, it's it's been interesting. It's been a challenge, obviously, meeting folks. The virtual world is not as easy as interfacing person to person. But our water division has excellent folks, and I've been warmly welcomed, and it's a really great utility to work for. Oh, that's great to hear. And it's nice to meet you in person. I know we've uh, exchanged emails and probably been in a few team meetings together, but it's nice to uh, see you face-to-face. Can you talk about your position as a water policy manager? What does that entail? Yeah, so here at at Scottsdale and Scottsdale Water, my job is to manage our water resource portfolio. Water portfolio and the rights that go along with it can be really complicated, both in the the state and also in in the in the southern United States. So my job is to keep abreast of stuff, make sure that we have the resiliency, and then also advise leadership, both water and the city leadership, on on water policy and what uh, potentially our position could be and how it would affect Scottsdale. And then I also manage our conservation staff. And right now we have four. We're um, going to be hiring a, a fifth one. And then we have a wide variety of conservation programs available to our citizens. Great. And so as the conservation specialists, what what do they do? They go out and teach conservation efforts to the public. Is that essentially... Oh, we have what they do in that role. So many conservation programs. So we have incentives like rebates. We also have educational programs. They'll go out and, and teach a classroom or they'll go out and teach a workshop. We'll interface with a, with a customer, both residential and commercial, on a one-on-one basis and talk about very specific instances where that customer can use some help and resources and using water more efficiently. So there's a wide variety of things that those folks will do and how they, they talk with the customers. They also deal with different technologies. We have a brand new uh, water portal that's available to all customers. And we're trying to get that up and running and, and get folks know that that's on there so they can look at their, their water usage and find ways to see that data firsthand and how it can be helpful. That's great. It's a good resource for our uh, customers. Now, and, and I think we're going to talk about a couple of those programs maybe a little later near the end of the interview. But today we asked you to come in to talk to us, Gretchen, about the fact that the city just declared stage one of its drought management plan. Uh, Jim Thompson officially declared stage one of the drought management plan on August 17th, and that's a result of the Colorado River tier one shortage that was declared by the Bureau of Reclamation. So this shortage will take effect uh, pretty soon, January 1st of 2022, and our stage one is taking effect immediately. So uh, with that, can you explain to the listeners what a tier one shortage is exactly? 
Yeah. So we, as Arizona and in Scottsdale, get a portion of our supply from the Colorado River. Now, there's seven basin states, and we're one of them, that also get a portion of their supply from that river. And we are in a 20-plus year drought. So we're not getting the snowpack, and we're not getting the runoff that we've seen um outside of that that 20 year and and on top of that beyond the 20 year drought we're seeing the experts out there are seeing that climate change is starting to affect not just drought cycles but looking at new normals so mm-hmm. there's some potential out there for the hydrologic cycles and the runoff and the snow to be in what could possibly be a new normal. And so we're not getting as much water supply into our our giant reservoirs. And then also the system is over allocated when it was first allocated back in the early parts of 1922. It was one of the wettest periods on on record. So there's more water that right holders have than is actually coming down down the river. So and we've known this for for a very long time. And so mm-hmm. um, we have over years and years and years, talked about how to manage this and deal with this. And it's a complex set of laws that intersect with the seven other states and many, many other stakeholders. So these conversations take a long time. So we we knew that this was was eventually going to happen. So we've been planning, planning for this as a state and then also um, as a city of Scottsdale. We have made large multi-million dollar investments in infrastructure, putting a lot of our extra CEP water to use and stored aquifers underneath our feet. We've invested in infrastructure to advance treat our wastewater into reclaimed water and also recharge that underneath our feet so we can call on that when it's necessary when we are. Now, the tier one, there's a in water policy, everything is complicated. And so water comes in what's called first in time, first in right in the, in the West. And so there's a priority to water. And so Arizona being cut amount of water, um, the majority of it comes from the Central Arizona Project and the stakeholders that are cut initially are going to be the agricultural users. Okay. So uh, that water that's cut isn't necessarily going to affect those municipal and industrial supply users or those. So we aren't mm-hmm. affected in the way currently like the agriculture users are. But we still need to be diligent with how we manage our supplies moving forward because there's a there's a good amount of uncertainty moving forward into the future about how the system will react to higher variability in mm-hmm. the hydrologic cycles. The runoff is going to going to be more variable, wet or wets, dry or dries. So the, this tier one is just kind of the the first initial step in what's happening with the Colorado River. And uh, Scottsdale gets about mm, 70 to 75 percent of its water from from the Colorado River. So it's a it's a big deal to us. Right. Although, like I said, we've we've planned for this. We mm-hmm. have layers upon layers of contingency and, and a robust supply. One of the reasons why we recommended to our city manager, Jim Thompson, to, to do our stage one of our drought management plan, and it's statutorily required of all providers to have those, is we really wanted to heighten our communications to our customers that, we have planned for this and we have a good supply, but we don't have enough to waste. And every single customer needs to be a part of moving forward into the next horizon of water management. And so this is the stage, a stage one of our drought management plan is an advanced communication effort to do so and a call to action to, to customers. And it's also a call to action to the city itself. We do a good job of managing our own internal water, but we're now currently examining of, of how we can communicate that and then also do one better, just like we're asking our customers. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. It's definitely good to know that uh, Scottsdale has been preparing for this situation for several decades, and we've worked hard to recycle and reuse as much water as possible. So as you were saying, to go into stage one, this is really just kind of bringing this to the forefront the, to the people that we serve. And so, for example, what could you do as a resident or a, a customer of Scottsdale Water to help in this? Yeah, absolutely. It's always 
the majority of folks, and this is not just Glassdoor customers, you get your bill and it's the one month, you know, you, you see the, the, the dollar amount on it. So you don't really understand where all your water is going. And the majority of that actually most of the time goes to outdoor use. And so what a customer can do is um, really hone in and look at how they use, now for this is for just residential, is look at how they use water. And we have conservation staff that will come out to your home and talk to you about your outdoor water usage and are you being as efficiently as possible. There's a there's probably a decent amount of customers who are listening to this that probably potentially maybe don't look at their irrigation controller and potentially over water or don't change their irrigation controller when it starts to get um, cooler outside. Or we've had a great monsoon season this year. A lot of us forget to turn off our irrigation systems. So little things like that is really understanding what your outdoor water usage is and needs to be and honing in on on your irrigation scheduling can be really important. And we do have a lot of resources in the conservation office and are willing to help our customers. That's great. So it sounds like collectively, we all just make some little changes that could really help and make a big difference. Absolutely. So we are in stage one and our drought management plan has five stages. So how, how do those stages work? So it's the stages, the drought management plan was set up to kind of ratchet into lower and lower cuts. Okay. Um, so as the potential for, for the, the river, and so the Colorado system is managed through, the, through Lake Mead, and as Lake Mead drops in elevation because there's not enough supply running into it from the, the, the mountains and the Rockies, we in Arizona and, and the rest of the basin states get their water reduced, and that increases as the water lowers. So if there's a potential out there for Tier 2, there's Tier 1, which we're in, and a 2A, a 2B, a three and then below that. So as we further get each stage of our drought management plan is supposed to be a response to our drought management team to talk and find ways to respond. I know we've had some customers that talk about, are we gonna have mandated cuts? And that's a hard question to answer because it depends on a lot of factors. And a lot of it is a collective conversation inside the city about how we want to manage that and whether or not it would be purposeful or necessary at the time. And so because we've never been in this situation, that is a really hard um, question to answer. And it's mm -hmm. a policy question, too, at, at our higher level. So as of right now, there are no mandated cuts. But as we go into the future, it's hard to say whether or not something like that will be possible, but the city will do everything we can to make sure that we analyze and examine if that's necessary. Okay. So in stage one, basically residents and businesses are asked to voluntarily conserve and be more efficient with their water use. It's like you said, it's not a mandate and we can't really say if something like that would occur later on down the road, but it's just a, an ask yeah, you'd actually be surprised that when you do survey customers, and this is again outside of inside of Scottsdale and outside of Scottsdale, most people will will look at their neighbor and say, "Oh, they, they need to they need to do better." I can see how they can do better, and have a hard time examining their own usage. And and I, I do understand that it's a hard thing to examine. Is there something I'm doing wrong? And it's not about being wrong or right. It's about educating and trying to be efficient. We tried it in the conservation office, really message efficiency and education and understand that not a lot of people understand how they can be more efficient and turn the dial. And so that's why we're there is, is not necessarily to, to wag fingers at each other, but know that we, everyone needs to do something. Mm -hmm. So as you mentioned, the tier one shortage will take effect January 1st of 2022 but our users will likely not really see a difference, correct, because of the preparation the city has done to prepare for such a situation. Correct. And okay. 
because we're in the desert and there's uncertainty of, you know, when the rain and the snow is going to fall from the sky, we build our water portfolio like everyone else does in a similar fashion as you would manage your household budget or manage your, your business's budget is you have different buckets and layers of where you get your, your quote unquote money from or where you get your supply from. So we build different layers. And so if, if one's cut, we have another one to take its place. So right now, and because we're still growing as a city, we have above and beyond our, our central Arizona project and Colorado supply than what is necessary to satisfy our demands right now. And so that, that extra supply, we actually recharge in the ground so we can um, bring it in our groundwater wells up later. And so what a cut down the road could mean is we don't necessarily have as big of a savings account mm-hmm. as we necessarily do right now. And so we won't see any kind of customers won't see any cut at their tap. They'll will still continue to provide water long into the future. It's just a matter of how much and how long will our savings account be. Okay. Now you mentioned that we offer a wide and varied list of programs and rebates to residents and businesses to use to be good stewards of our water resources. Are there any specifically you'd like to mention? I know you touched on a couple of things. Yeah, one of the things I, I mentioned is is the outdoor efficiency, and so we give a rebate on, a, on on smart controllers. So if a customer has a you know an, an an old irrigation controller and wants to put one in that that you can first of all most of the water irrigation controllers you can you can now manage through your phone. So let's say you're on vacation and you're like oh you know what I I need to turn off my irrigation because I know it's raining at home. Or if you're at work it's raining right now my irrigation's going to go off. You can shut it off from your phone. The smart controllers also will can adjust with weather patterns. So we have a a rebate that will give money if someone is willing to put in our, our smart controller in their house. We also have a turf conversion rebate. Turf is a very high intensity landscape. And so if folks see that they want to take out some of their turf and and maybe just leave a little patch for for their kids or their their dog, which we call mm-hmm. it functional turf, but they want to take out, you know, they don't need that wall-to-wall turf. We have a rebate that will give residents and also commercial folks up to a dollar per square foot, which is a, a max of $5,000 to take out that turf and, and put in desert landscaping. So those are some of our rebates. I also wanted to mention we have a new water water smart portal. And so in our city, we are switching over our meters. Everyone has those meters in front of their house, which is how they get charged for their water bill. But that's on a monthly basis. So a lot of times you don't have a finer resolution of how you use your water. Mm-hmm. And so we're putting in new meters. About 40% of the city is covered right now. It's, a, wow. it's an ongoing process. And that's an hourly resolution. And so the water smart portal, which you can get through your utility billing uh, Portal, through your online payment portal on the Scottsdale website, you can get through WaterSmart and see that hourly data for, for those folks that have that meter. So I'm going to use me as an example <laughs> is I have a, that, a meter like that on my house and I live in, in Old Town Scottsdale and I'm able to see when my irrigation goes off in the morning through that portal and able to see the actual quantification of that water. And I can use an online budgeting tool, which we have on our our, our website to see if, if this is if this is the correct amount of water if I'm watering too much does it does it overwater so it's really it's a really great way to hone in on how we use our water that's great I'm sure that works well for um, someone who has a pool or other things around the house to keep an eye on those things and it's also nice to know that you offer those rebates it makes sometimes those conversions people want to do a little more affordable so that they can uh, take take the leap and make those changes to their turf or switching out irrigation controllers. You've you've really prompted me to think about my own house and go home and take a look this weekend around and see what I can improve upon. So for- yeah, and if just one more thing, and, and uh-huh. if that's something that seems overwhelming 
when you don't know where to start. We have a, a staff member who is an expert in irrigation and also plants who will come out and do what's called an outdoor efficiency irrigation efficiency check. And so he'll come out and talk you through what could potentially be beneficial to your yard. Oh, that's great. So residents can just go to the website to sign up for that, correct? Correct. ScottsdaleAZ.com of search water. Anything else you'd like to share with us today, Gretchen, before we close? I think I just want to call to everybody and residents and those commercial entities. And, and that includes those HOAs out there that, you know, this is this is serious. We have planned for this and we have resources in place. However, everyone is a part of, of the equation to make sure that we have a resilient supply now and into the future. So if anyone ever has any questions or any needs, we have the conservation office available for, for answering those questions. But everyone is a part of the equation. Great. Well, thank you for joining us and, and clarifying some of the questions that people have. I know this has been a hot topic. So we, we thank you for your time. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. That wraps up this episode of Potsdale. But before I go, here's this week's trivia question. How many stages does Scottsdale's drought management plan have? Email your answer to communications at scottsdaleaz.gov. And I'll be back in two weeks for another episode. So until then, take care and stay cool.